Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Prosecco and Ponies with Tony. I love adventure. I know everybody does, but I really love adventure, and I love when I get the chance to travel with my mom. It doesn't happen that often, but when it does, we have so much fun. She's the best to travel with as long as I can check her luggage for the 45 paperback books that she's constantly trying to sneak in. Anyways, she's always up for trying new delicious things. She doesn't whine when I bruise her arm on the plane rides because she bruises easy and I get scared. And she loves live music and museums and art. And she never complains if I have to immediately find a washroom, which I really appreciate. So in honor of Mother's Day, which was just a couple of days ago, I wanted to do a short and sweet little episode with a couple memorable moments uh, from traveling with my mom. My mom loves traveling. She really does. She loves it. She loves history and art and museums and bookstores and cafes and she loves finding cute little shops with teacups and knickknacks and unfortunately for her and her little travel loving body she has bad knees and she gets the most motion sickness I've ever seen a human get. It takes her stomach like two days to recover from flying. I'd say the best person to vouch for that is probably the poor Irish cab driver that had to pull over on a busy road after picking her up from the Dublin airport so that she didn't barf in his backseat. So she certainly toughs it out as much as she can, but I've definitely left her behind on a trip more than once so that she could go and nap in the hotel room and settle her stomach while I went out and partied. So these are two memorable travel moments with the woman who birthed me and still puts up with me even when I get drunk and call her at 3 a.m., which happens more often than I care to admit. So my first story is about my mom's suitcase. So a few years back, we went on a girl's trip with my mom, my Auntie Val, myself, and two of my cousins. So the plan was to fly to London, spend a couple of nights there, and then take the channel to Paris for a couple days, and then fly to Dublin, and start a nine-day tour of Ireland with a company called G-Adventures. Highly recommend them. They are amazing. I've taken two trips with them. No, wait, three. Three trips with them, and they're just amazing. Anyways, the plane ride there was my usual plane adventure. I had to have someone beside me to hold on to me at all times in case of turbulence. Two of my cousins, Sarah and Jillian, have had to fly with me more than once, so they've gotten pretty good at managing me on flights. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Anyways, London was lovely and Paris was as beautiful and magical as always. My favorite part about my mom going to Paris was that she did not want to go. For whatever reason, My mom had it in her head that it was nothing special and she complained about it for weeks. Weeks she complained about me making her go to Paris. Well, wouldn't you fucking know it that it ended up being one of her favorite places? Huh, turns out I do know some stuff. Anyways, we had a magical time for sure. We went to the Louvre, the catacombs, Eiffel Tower, all the good things that you do when you're in Paris. On the flight from Paris to Dublin, her luggage for some reason did not make it. So we had to do all this stuff and contact the airport and make arrangements for it to be delivered to our hotel. When it finally arrived, the whole piece of luggage was totally smashed up and the wheels were broken. Now, this was the first day of a nine-day tour that was supposed to take us from Galway 
Killarney, Cork, the Cliffs of Moher, all like all these places. And if there's one thing that anybody knows about traveling in Europe, it's that it is a ton of walking, especially if you're only spending one or two nights in each location. You're constantly moving around, which means you're constantly moving your luggage. Remember when I mentioned that my mom has bad knees? Combine bad knees with damp weather. And if you've ever heard like a older person like, oh, my knees, the weather's changing. Yeah. And a ton of walking. So when you take that with a broken suitcase, guess what you get? You get a daughter that gets stuck dragging a broken fucking suitcase for nine days. <laughs> That's what you get. It was wonderful. However, uh, I remember a very specific moment leaving Killarney and we were we had to go up these stone steps to the street. And I was looking at these steps thinking like, are you fucking kidding me? There was like 30 steps. My mom's luggage, it had to weigh 80 pounds. Like it was so heavy. And it's like, okay, maybe 80 pounds isn't that heavy for some people. But it was every day I was having to move this luggage and it, the wheels did not work because they were all smashed up. And I looked at the steps and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I heard one of my cousins say to the other, don't talk to her right now. It's not a good time. So I knew I looked as cranky as I felt. So I was hauling the heaviest broken suitcase up giant stone steps in the rain. My mom must have had six books packed in that thing and never again is she allowed to pack unsupervised. I love her so much, but if we're going somewhere, I do not let her pack alone anymore. Besides for that suitcase, it was an amazing trip. <laughs> we got to see so much in the time that we were out there and I made some wonderful friends that were on the same tour as us. We went for hikes. We did all this amazing, oh, it just one of the best trips ever. So Jen and Linda, if you're listening to this, which I'm pretty sure you are, I just adore you both and I cannot wait to get out to Vancouver again and have wine with the two of you once all of this craziness is over. Anyways, after we got back from that trip, Thanksgiving was just around the corner and in order to give thanks for family and for everyone making it back in one piece because you never know what it's going to be like traveling with five women in my family because uh, we're all a little crazy and we've got very strong opinions. Um, we had a little ceremony and I got to do the honors of covering that suitcase in lighter fluid and burning it to ashes in the bonfire pit while we all said a little thank you. <laughs> so I was so fucking happy to see that thing just go up in flames. You don't even know. Oh my God. It was the worst the worst. Oh, I still think about that suitcase and it makes me angry. Speaking of ashes, that takes me to my second story. So when I went to Transylvania for Halloween, which will be a totally different story some other time, maybe around Halloween, um, we had planned to fly from Bucharest to Dublin to meet my mom there. So she was going to fly from Winnipeg to Dublin and meet us there after we were in Transylvania. So the plan was we were going to rent a car, and travel around Ireland for a week or so before flying to Amsterdam for a couple days and then heading back to Canada. It was my husband and I and our friend Peppy who had come to Romania with us and my mom. We had an incredible time. Seriously, just, uh, uh, I love Ireland so much. I, I wish I lived there. I really do. So like museums, castles, so much beer and cider and Irish butter. Oh my God, the best. 
Oh, I still think about that butter. It's the best butter in the world. I don't know what they do. Those are very happy cows because goddamn, I think about that butter. Like every time I butter something, I'm like, this is an Irish butter and it just makes me sad. Maybe that's because I use vegan butter, but it's just not the same. Anyways, at the end of that trip, we were supposed to fly over to Amsterdam for the last two nights of our adventure. So our first night in Amsterdam, my mom was sick. Surprise! Uh, so she ended up staying in her hotel room barfing while Jared and I and Peppy, we all went bar hopping and got drunk and walked around and looked at naked people in windows. So the next day we walked around with my mom. We ate some really mediocre pastries, went to the museum, uh, saw the red light district, went on a boat ride, you know, all the Amsterdam things. Like I've been to Amsterdam twice now, or is it three times, two or three times? Anyways, Every time I go to Amsterdam, I'm shocked at how the pastries, they look so good and they taste so blah. They're just not that good, which is really surprising because you think all these people that are walking around getting high all the time would want to have good pastry shops. Maybe they have different standards. I don't know. Maybe I'm spoiled in Canada with our pastries. And I had also just been to Romania and they were very surprising because their pastries were some of the best pastries I've ever had in my life. So I didn't know that about Romania until I got there. I'm always surprised at, at the pastries in Amsterdam because they look good and then they're so boring. There's all these pastry shops with these amazing displays of beautifully decorated magical pastries and then they aren't that good, which is so weird. Anyways, we had a really typical Amsterdam tour day and then that night we had a boat ride and we had dinner on the boat through the canals and it was lovely. And after the boat ride, which I'm still shocked that my mom did not get sick on, um, we were all exhausted and we're on our way back to the hotel to pack and go to bed. So we're staying at a hotel right by Amsterdam Central. I think that's how you say it or Central because it's got two A's. Um, so that's their big main train station. So there's all these canals and we keep stopping to admire the bustle of Amsterdam at night and just sort of soak it all in, like the smells and the people, all the accents that you hear and everybody's riding a fucking bike and the little trams are just going crazy. Anyways, it's so beautiful. It's just such a beautiful city. So on a quick side note here, my stepdad passed away from lung cancer in 2011 and my mom had brought with her some of his ashes uh, totally illegal, by the way. You're not supposed to take human remains on planes with you, allegedly. Anyway, so my mom had snuck some of his ashes with her to leave little bits here and there um, throughout the trip, which is really sweet. She just left them in places that she thought he would like or places that made her happy. So I guess at this last second on our last night, we're in Amsterdam. It's We had a beautiful day, beautiful night, a lovely dinner, and she realizes she still has a little bit of his ashes left in a container in her coat pocket. So without warning us, she grabs the little container and opens the lid and says something sweet like, oh, we miss you so much. Thank you for being with us on the trip or something like that. And without warning, on a windy bridge, she flings the ashes into the air. God bless her little heart. Unfortunately for us, in her excitement to do her little honor to Mike, she totally misjudged the direction of the wind and it would seem as though all of us were standing in the direct line of fire. 
And the three of us, Jared and Peppy and I, we all opened our mouths at the same time to tell her to stop what she was doing, but it was way too late. And we were met instantly with eyes and mouthfuls of cremated remains. So if I recall correctly, her and I both started cry laughing because it was literally the most insane thing I've ever seen her do. And I will never, ever for the rest of my life forget the sound that my teeth made when I brushed them that night as soon as we got back to the hotel. It is a sound unlike anything you've ever heard. (laughs) So I wanted to end this. I know it's like a little bit of a shorter episode, but I wanted to end this by telling three of my favorite travel moments with my mom. Um, And these don't have anything to do with me wanting to drown her over her heavy luggage filled with books or getting ashes in my teeth. (laughs) So these are just little moments that there really aren't anything special or amazing, but they just really stuck with me. And I've lost enough people in my life to know that it's the little moments that stick with us that mean the most. And they're the things that we sort of think about for the longest time. So these aren't in any particular order. So number three, I made my mom cry in London, not on purpose. So hear me out. (laughs) When we went to London, the only thing my mom wanted to see was Temple Church. That was it. My mom is a huge history buff and she's obsessed with Knights Templar and all that stuff. Like she's just a, she, yeah, she just loves it. Like knights and princesses, all that, all that stuff. She's so obsessed with that stuff. So all she asked for, for the entire trip, the only thing she wanted was to go to Temple Church. And if you're not familiar with it, the Temple Church was built by the Knights Templar who were a very religious military order. The Temple Church is one of the most historic churches in London, and I know Dan Brown talked about the Templar Knights and the Temple Church in the Da Vinci Code, so they're they're pretty famous. So the ground itself of the church was consecrated in like 1185, so this place has seen some shit, and it's the only thing that she wanted to see. That was the only thing she asked for when I was dragging her to Paris. The only Her only condition was like, I have to go see Temple Church, and I was like, yeah. So... The church is sort of off of the normal path, and so it took us a little bit to find it. But when we finally did, my mom was so, like, almost frantic to get to the door, and I will never forget. Oh, I feel, it, like, makes me cover my eyes just thinking about it. I will never forget her. My mom has these tiny little hands, and I remember as soon as I started to get older and, like, I'm a lot taller than my mom. My mom's only, like, 5'2". I always, I, I don't know why it's so horrible. I like to hold on to her little hand really hard because it feels like little bird bones. Anyways, my mom has these tiny little hands and I love to just squish them. I don't know why it's so weird. So I will never forget her grabbing the handle to pull this big wooden door only for it to not budge at all. And she looks over and we see a sign that says it's closed for repairs. I felt so so bad because she just stood there with her little tiny bird bone hand on the door and then she just cried. Oh, it was so bad. And no one knew what to say because we all knew how excited she was and we felt so bad. So we just let her stand with her little hand on the door and cry for a minute. 
So to this day, I still feel like I owe her a trip to see the inside of that fucking church. Oh my God. Anyways, my second memory is the carousel. So I love, I love carousels. And my friend Maggie, she lives in like the carousel capital of North America. It's ridiculous. And she doesn't, she could not care less. So If you remember from my first story, my mom did not want to go to Paris, which makes no sense for someone that loves history and romance as much as she does. And as I was planning the trip, I shit you not, she complained for weeks about having to go there. And then lo and behold, it was one of her favorite cities and she had a great time. Go figure. See, mom, sometimes I know what I'm doing. Good grief. Listen to me. Listen to your daughter. She knows stuff. Anyways, we went to the Eiffel Tower and my auntie and my two cousins wanted to go up to the the top of the tower and my mom and I had approximately zero desire to be up that high. So we just chose to wait at the carousel that sits across from the tower, like beside the river. So we didn't do anything. We just sat by the carousel and talked while all the people went by. And my mom and I both love people watching. So we watched people and listened to the music of the carousel because they're my favorite thing. And so it was so surreal thinking that I was like sitting by a carousel with my mom in fucking Paris like such a dream like when we were there it hadn't been that long since my stepdad and my auntie had both passed away within six months of one another and I just remember being so grateful that I still had family left and it was such a special feeling just sitting there with her and listening to the sounds of Paris and knowing that the girls would be there right away and that we were still together after having been through such a, like, just a devastating time. It really was so hard on our family losing those two really important people in such a short period. And so the sun was setting and I could only understand, you know, a few words here and there from the people talking around us because most of it was French. um, And I can only pick up like a few words here and there. And we just listened to the carousel music and looked at the Eiffel Tower and it was just really special. It was such a special moment. Carousels, Paris, two of my favorite things. My mom, you know, family. It was so wonderful. Anyways, so my last memory that I want to share, this was my turn to cry (laughs) with my hand on a doorway. In Ireland, if you know, if like you've heard me talk about travel at all, Ireland is one of my favorite countries on the planet and I really genuinely feel like I belong there and I was desperate to go to Athlone um, this little town called Athlone and have a drink in Sean's bar which is a thousand year old pub and it is rumored to be one of the oldest bars in all of Europe it's in the Guinness Book of World Records coins were found in that bar from 900 AD And that shows it's literally been a drinking hole for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. So if you look on a map, Athlone is almost directly, and pardon, I don't know if I'm saying that properly, but I think I am. So Athlone is almost directly in the middle um, of the country between Dublin and Galway. And so when I was doing our itinerary for that trip, which I do, I think I had like a 22-page itinerary, um... When I was doing the itinerary, I thought it would be perfect because it took that road took us on the best path to Galway, which happens to be my favorite city in the world. So we arrive in Athlone and the sun is shining and I can barely sit in the car because I'm so fucking jacked to get into that bar. So we park 
and I'm like, I'm a child. So I like run, I make someone take a picture of me in front of the building. And as I open the door, I get bellowed at from some burly man inside the bar. We're closed, changing taps. And I was like, what? And so I cried (laughs) for a little bit outside of the bar. I was devastated that they would I tried, I begged, I pleaded. They wouldn't even let us in to look around. And so I was so upset. And so we walked over to this place called Castle Inn, I think, that was across the street to have some drinks and a snack while I wiped off my mascara that was burning my eyeballs because I was crying. Um, and one of, I, one thing I always find weird about Ireland is like in the pubs, you can't get food. You just get drinks. So a lot of the pubs will get a menu from somewhere close by and they'll order your food for you or you can bring food in, but they don't serve food. So our bartender was lovely and I was crying. So he went over to the place across the street and I think it was called the Melody Restaurant. So he went across the street, got us menus, ordered food for us. And what's memorable about this, besides for my crushed heart, is that My mom ordered the clam chowder and even to this day, this is like five years later, she still swears that that was the best thing she's ever eaten in her entire life. And no matter where we go, we literally went to Nova Scotia, which is all seafood, and she compares every single chowder to that one that she had years ago in the middle of Ireland. So that's all for today, my friends short and sort of sweet, I guess. (laughs) Hug the people that you love and remind them that you love them, even if you think they already know. Thank you for listening to my episode or any of any episode. Thank you. Just if you lasted this long, just hats off to you. Thank you so much. If you've got a story or comments, I want to hear them. So I want to hear from people. I really genuinely do. And a couple people have sent me stories my friend Sarah, my friend Christine, my friend Monty, they've sent me stories here and there and I just want to say thank you. Um, I'm definitely starting to compile all of them. You can find me at Prosecco and Ponies on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or you can email me at ProseccoWithTony at gmail.com. You can find my art at www.BrittanyJillPhotography.com. And that's it. I hope you have the best day. Thank you for listening.